You need to have this joined up approach. You need to have things fitting together and working together across all channels and across all the different initiatives within a business. In my life outside the confines of this podcast, I've been involved in two businesses of my own and worked with hundreds of small businesses to address their challenges and support their success. I'm Rachel Cheatham, a business person, advisor, coach, and mentor. Welcome to The Curious Business Guide, a podcast for anyone running a business, whatever stage you're at. If you're curious about every aspect of doing business and always keen to learn about new things, Each of these episodes explores a challenge that came up for one of the businesses I support, and I explore with and look for guidance from experts in that field. It's the place to ask daft questions and take things from the very start, with the aim to leave better informed, perhaps with a plan of action, and most probably with even more to explore. and welcome back. A recurring theme with the businesses that I come into contact with is often around brand, marketing and promotion of their products and services. The approach most take is to say the best piecemeal and tends to be quite functional. So it could be a website, a logo, a brochure, that kind of thing. The problem with a piecemeal approach is you get piecemeal results and you really don't do yourself any favours and might as well just put the money straight into the bin. All marketing collateral, that's the sort of universal term for lumping together logos, websites, brochures, etc., owes its success and impact to a common design core. It's part of your brand. Getting that design element right so it truly reflects the experience your customer wants from your product or service and then translating it into hardworking tools is something that really only an expert can do. But most of us don't understand the nuances and skills in doing this and perhaps don't truly understand the impact that brilliant design can make. To guide me through using design impactfully and its role in the most public representation of brand is Gwyneth Box of Tantamount, a design agency based in Warwick that uses incredible design to make impactful marketing tools that provide real interactivity and engagement with their clients' customers. Hello, Gwyneth, and welcome. Uh, Perhaps you could just give us a little bit more background about yourselves. Hello, Rachel, and thank you for having me on the show. Well, as you said, I'm part of Tantamount, and Tantamount is a creative studio. And as a creative studio, we provide all of the services associated with brand and with business communication. So that's corporate ID, graphic design, content, copywriting, imagery, and particularly at the moment in these newly digital times, shall we still call them? Or is new now a bit old hat? In these digital times, particularly interactive rich media. So essentially, we deal with words and design and the technology or the platform that supports those communications. And I know from our conversations previously, uh, you know, offline, that one of the most difficult elements is, is doing the design work at the front. So coming up with the imagery and impactful use of of design up front so that it can translate across. And that's 
a fundamental part of brand. But I think we all spend a lot of time debating what brand is. What does brand mean? But from your perspective, what do you believe that brand is and what what is its role within a business? When we talk about brand, it's ever so easy to immediately think of the visual impact of, of a business. And more than anything, the logo. Uh, everyone, you say brand and people start talking about logos, but there's so much more to it than that. If you think about someone you know who wears a hat, well, that hat isn't the person. And if, 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 you, if you put the same hat onto another person, that doesn't transform who they are. If you have a photograph of a person, it isn't a person. And if you've got a 3D life-size waxwork, even wearing the hat, it's still not the person because it lacks all the detail and the complexity that is the person, their voice, their values, their personality and their character. And brand is that complete personality of your business. So it isn't just the way that things look or the, or the things that are said. It's the way that the business talks, the way it communicates and the things that it talks about. It's not just the company offerings and the products and the services, but also the company values, the issues and the initiatives that it gets involved in. So visually, you've got a logo, but you've got other things. You've got typography, grammatic identity, so that's the color palettes that are used, different styles of imagery. Some businesses use cartoons, some use real-life photos, some use um, 3D imagery. But it's more than that. Brand is more than just visual. It's the words, of course, and that's my particular interest. But you can have sounds, tastes, and scents. And those are all part of a brand identity as well. We recognize whether we bought the right flavor, the right brand of, of baked beans because they know whether they taste right or not. Um, so it's the sum of many parts that combine to show the personality of your business. And it matters in all your communications to your stakeholders. And we've got to remember that stakeholders are internal as well as external. It's not just your clients and the public, but it's also within your business. That all matters. And that's where brand gets across who you are and what makes you different. And how does design play a part in communicating that? You've got to have something that's recognisable. And design is pulling together the messaging, whatever that messaging is. It's making it recognisable. If you see someone often, you get to recognise them you get to trust them. And so the, the person you stand next to at the, uh, at the station every morning when you commute, back in the days when we commuted, then you get to recognize that person, you get to trust that person. And in a crowd of strangers, that's the person you'd ask for assistance. And design is building up that recognition of your brand so that the, the client, the stakeholders, will come to you and trust you automatically. So it's it's basically it's taking them from the stranger who stands next to you to the person who you absolutely trust and you would go to first. And I guess if we all think about brands we know and love, that's what they are. They are they are becoming 
like friends rather than a another on that station platform or, or uh, at the bus stop. Absolutely. So how do you, how do you get started if you're if you're a business? How do you get started down that route? You you need to be working with someone you trust because the point about brand is that it is the core of your business. And let's be honest, if we don't trust someone, we're not going to want to have them rummaging around in our values and our vision and and giving their opinion about how we should be communicating things and what we should be communicating. So actually, the, the core of working with an agency or even a freelance designer, whoever it is you're working with, it's got to be uh, a relationship of trust, a relationship of understanding. That's more important, I think, than any other aspect. And this understanding has got to encompass what the business stands for, what they're trying to communicate, where that business stands in its sector, because really what you've got to do is be recognizable within your sector, but stand out from it. So we as a design agency, we need to know what makes that particular business unique. And so we go back to first principles of USB, values and vision in a discovery session, and we move on from there. So it's about doing the work up front, I, I guess. So if you were coming to me and we were talking about my business and I would want you to know, I guess, that you really and truly understood who we were, what we stood for and who our customer was and what they stand for. Absolutely. And one of the problems is that a lot of businesses think that you can do something superficial. They say, we just need this tweaked. We just need a small project. And really, a lot of the thinking is what is needed at the beginning. A lot of the, the process happens before any visuals are produced. And it helps to have a big picture of what's going to happen within a, a time frame, which could be a six-month plan, a year's plan, but a big picture plan. You said earlier on about piecemeal and how you don't want to do things piecemeal. And that's absolutely true. I think it's one of the biggest problems businesses have is, is an inconsistent approach. And having a design that represents you and then using it so that you get the benefits, sometimes there's, there's quite a big gap between those two things. Uh, and it is generally down to lack of consistency, lack of a coherent approach to to what you're doing with your brand uh, and honouring the values within your brand. Would you, would you agree with that? Absolutely. It's not seeing that there is a foundation. There is something that, that holds it all together. And you've got to be true to that. It's not putting on one face to go and communicate on social media and pretending to be somebody else when you're over on LinkedIn and actually when you deal with your employees, you're somebody else entirely. That's not it. This is a, a core value, the heart of the business, and that's reflected in your brand. 
And I know that it sounds a bit strange to say that we're talking about design, which is a very visual thing, and I'm talking about values, which are a much more philosophical thing. But they they do link together. They are they they are inseparable. A lot of businesses have what I would term dysfunctional brands. And by that, I mean, I don't know, you know, thinking back to times when I've approached a business to do something. So I I remember a radio advert, which I thought, oh, they sound like a really lovely, friendly company. I think it was something to do with my car, which always, uh, as anybody knows me, will send me into absolute horrors because uh, it's a car. I don't know how it works. And if it goes wrong, I get very panicky. Um, So I thought, oh, they sound like somebody I could trust. I phoned them up to um, see if I could book the car in. And the, the, the person who answered the phone was like, hello? And I just thought, oh, God, no, no, I can't deal with you. And I put the phone down. And that is what I call a dysfunctional brand is you, you are out there with your your messaging, with your, your imagery, with all of those sort of things saying this is who we are, this is what we represent, this is what how we will treat you as a customer. And then when you make contact with the business – you don't want to do business with that business because you're quite frankly they don't they don't adhere to to their brand they don't adhere to what that experience is promising absolutely it's to do with the customer experience reflecting those values but that's why brand is something that has to be a part of the the internal communications as well as the external because if you haven't got everybody inside the business signed up to the same attitude, the same attitude of service, whatever that might be, it's got to be consistent. So you can't have the salesperson selling one thing and then the customer uh, the customer service people that after the sales or the, the ones who are fulfilling and following through, they've also got to be reflecting the same attitude as the person who's out there selling it. And quite a lot of brands overpromise and underdeliver, and that in itself can be hugely damaging in the long run. And I think it 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 sort of highlights how embedded within your business a brand is, because it reflects who you are as as a business, or it should reflect if it's it's true. And in a very competitive world where we can find just about anything online that we want and there's a lot of competition for our hard-earned money as as customers you know it is those businesses that deliver on their brand and that goes for every aspect whether it's what you see online whether it's your communications with the company whether it's how they treat their surrounding community uh, all those things come together under this this, this amorphous brand and it is really and truly about the business and the experience of both internal and external stakeholders and customers within that business. And your your design has to reflect that. Yes, I was just going to say that make, that makes it very ironic that when you say we're doing a new branding, so many businesses, all they mean is we want a new logo. And it's like, actually, no, that is just not what it's all about. Yes, if you know, if you're saying you're the market leader in X, Y, and Z, and and you're you've got a fabulous logo, but then when somebody approaches you to to talk about potentially doing business, and the response they get is lukewarm, rude, inconsistent, you've just thrown your money into the bin. 
you're absolutely spot on. There's no point in do it just doing a new logo. It has to go deeper than that. And I think that this brings us to kind of the elephant in the room, but that's going to cost me money. And I don't see the point in, in that when I can do it online or I can get it cheaper somewhere else. It misses out that fundamental, in my view, of the in deeper conversation, the greater understanding and the aligning it with your company's values, visions, strategies, plans that, you know, just doing a logo absolutely misses completely yeah yeah very much so um and it is difficult because sometimes it's difficult to measure the return on investment in brand but it goes back to the mere familiarity that's the name of the 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 concept that i was talking about earlier but yes you're you're raising your profile you're getting your your brand out there your business out there and it is becoming a trusted member of, of the community, whether that's a local community, a national or international, whatever it is, it's building that trust just through familiarity. It is something that I think most businesses fail to factor in when they are looking at where they're taking their business and the the importance of making life as easy as possible for people to understand who they are at the very start of the relationship. And I think, you know, that's never truer than the situation we're in now where so much has gone online, so much is is digital, and so many businesses that haven't seen digital or online presence as, as vital to their business are now having to find ways to, to maximise impact online. Do you think that that is going to drive an, a new understanding of design? I think to some extent, yes, because when you think about it, just over a year ago, we were happily going out to networking events and handing out business cards and handing out leaflets, maybe, or brochures. And at those business events, you'd just be happily taking in business card after business card after business card. And then once in a while, you'd just stop because there was something there that you'd picked up on before you'd even looked at the card. And you would then look at it and it would either be because it was so tacky and nasty that you really wanted to confirm, did this really get printed at home? Is it really that bad? Or it it gave you that, oh, that feels nice. That's a different mm, texture. That's a different weight of card. And you'd stop. It drew drew attention to itself and you were already engaged with it emotionally. And brand has a lot to do with emotion. And trying to get that same emotional engagement in with, with digital is a lot more difficult because we're sitting in front of our screens now, eight, ten hours a day, some of us, and not going anywhere. And to be perfectly honest, a Zoom meeting looks like a Zoom meeting, however many people are in it. It's much more difficult to create the emotional bond that you need to create to to actually stand out. And I think that takes us, you know, sort of into that emotional realm. How do you get that to translate on screen and through your computer? And the stuff that, that really captured my imagination was some of the interactive elements that you've been pulling together and the way it 
brings you with it as you move through the through the design of the interactive elements. That seems to me to be the the most obvious way to try and evoke that emotional feeling for customers. How have you found that working? I think what you're talking about here is these interactive rich media experiences that we're we're working on at Phantom Out. And I have to say that a lot of business owners are still excited to say, oh, we've got our corporate brochure out there as a flip box. Or, oh, we've produced a a PDF and it's interactive. However little the, the range of interactivity is, PDFs and flip books are brilliant but they are limited in what they can do. And we're trying to move beyond that into a truly almost immersive interactive experience so that it can include all sorts of rich media assets. Uh, You can have motion graphics, you can have galleries of images, live action video. Maybe, yes, a simple scrolling text, that may be the right thing for a particular piece of information. Diagrams that click on and explode into more detail. But one of the most interesting things about these interactive experiences is that they are non-linear. Rather than going page by page by page, this means that each person chooses the route that they want to take and creates their own path. And that personalized experience makes it so much more engaging and memorable. It means that your customer finds the information that they want to find, not what you think they should be given. You have to make it available, but they're still going to find it in the way they want to find it or in the order they want to find it. And they'll access it in the sequence that means something to them, not just to you. And of course, things like this are the things that are going to make you stand out from the crowd and get your stakeholders involved. And it takes us back to being firmly in control of the new digital. And I think that's the key to it. This is it. This is new digital. This is taking it onto the next level. And you do see it emerging with the, the big brands. They are really utilizing this, this personalization of their brands, their products, their services to lead you as a customer right to where you think you want to be and to help them to deliver to you what they want you to buy. And I think this is the really interesting departure. And it really plays into the use of design to act as a nudge and to nurture and to guide and to lead people to those parts, those elements of your business you want them to see and hopefully to get them to at least start to converse with you and that ultimately is the aim. Very much so. And there's, there's an element of game in what we're doing here. It's much more likely to engage because it's gamified rather than watching a video from beginning to end with no interaction or reading a text without having to make a choice about which is the bit I read next. What is What do I do next? Every time you touch a screen or click a button, it pulls you back in. It stops the distraction because you're making choices and you're making those choices yourself. They're not just being forced onto you. Of course, the design gives the subliminal nudge 
and pushes you towards the way that we'd like you to experience it. But there is still the idea that you, the user, are in control. I think it helps us to to manage how we communicate with our customers in a far more logical and friendly way. Um, you think about the number of occasions where you're looking for some information about a product or something and you have to scroll and scroll and scroll. Or if you can, with two or three logical clicks, get to the point where you think, oh, that's that's all the information I need now to make a decision to move on and either talk to the company or, or move away from the the business, that makes far more sense. And as a business person, it gives me a degree of ability to better talk directly to my individual customers rather than this homogenous mass that we like to call our, our customer base or potential customer, our market. We're not doing that anymore. We're talking about Rachel Cheatham in Northamptonshire. We're talking about Gwyneth Box in Warwick. We're talking directly to those people rather than just saying you're part of a whole and we don't value you as an individual. Yes, and there are ways, depending on on the budget, you can make some really complex um, interactive experiences that can actually come up saying, hello, Rachel, and have it really personalised for you. But we still want there to be more information, possibly more information in there than you actually need, but allowing you to decide when to stop. But yes, we can modify it depending on where the the person is, who's reading it, who they are, how they're accessing it, all sorts of things like that that can be can be controlled. Yeah, it seems to me like it's a digital salesperson. So I think back to the days when I used to sit in front of people doing my my sales jobs. And one of the first things you would do as part of any sales call is you would ask lots of questions to try and really pin down what it is your customer needs. Sometimes it's not what they want, it's what they need. And you would then pick those specific points to explore further and start to close the person down in the hope of getting a sale. And basically, you can use a digital salesperson to help to do the same part of the job, I would guess. Does that make sense? Very much so, yes. You guide them, you show them what you expect them to be interested in, but you allow them to go off piece a bit because actually they're interested in something else. But there's all this subliminal information that is pushing them one way because that's actually what is interesting for the company who's selling. Um, but you still, they are in control and they're choosing what they see and where they go next. So, yes, it, it, it is very much tailored and personalized. Um, and Yes, it's very much what you're saying. It is a digital salesperson. That and the fact that it's digital, I guess, you know, if you're using this kind of interactivity in a way where you can pull data um, on on the customer behaviours as they they use the tools, again, that's going to give you some really rich information to help you to refine your approach to, to your customers and to refine who your customer is. So I think you you made the point earlier that it's quite often very difficult to understand what the return on investment is on a brand. How you know how do you know how can you measure what it's actually doing for your business by looking at certain elements of it, and and certainly with digital data coming from it, that can be really 
interesting and you can start to understand what your return on investment is. So for very pounds spent, what are you getting back? Is it driving the growth in the business that you wanted to see? And if it's not, why isn't it? And what can you do about it? So it gives you a degree of control that you probably haven't had with your your brand and your marketing up and up to this point. Well, definitely. If you hand out a catalogue at a business expo, you have no idea how many people actually open it, which pages they look at, how long they spend on them, whether they go back to them, whether they go there in a linear form or whether they jump immediately to a specific product. And all of that, it's possible to program in to the back end of these interactive experiences and and have that information. Um, And also, because there aren't any printing costs, you can produce A-B testing to find out whether one is more effective than another, one format, whether it seems to appeal more. You can find out, yes, what people are looking at, how long they're spending looking at it, and whether perhaps it's different in different geographical locations, all sorts of information. Full analytics are definitely possible. And one thing that we're talking about this as if it's just sales, but we're also looking now at interactive learning. So again, you can find out there if it's a learning experience, where people need more information, where they, they spend longer on a page, because it's a concept that perhaps they haven't understood, they go back to it again and again, in which case perhaps you need to provide more information there. But it is a sales, a potential sales tool, but it's not just sales. No, and I can think of multiple applications. Do things like if you buy a new washing machine nowadays, they, they can be quite complicated. And how many of us just end up using one or two of the programs on it rather than the, the full functionality? But having... You know, having something interactive where you could skip immediately to the information you want, where the media was, you know, in multiple different formats, maybe you could read something or you could listen to something or you could watch a video to really understand the element of your machine. That would work. You know, think about drugs and maybe medical conditions. How do you manage your medical condition? Um, Oh, gosh, I can think about so many different ways you could use this. You know, hey, we could do one about how do you make a good pop podcast? You know, how do you present properly? You know, there are so many things we could do that would help people to embrace what we do as businesses. It's so much more. There's nothing quite like selling somebody a product and then they never use it because they never quite understand it. Or they don't use its full functionality and get the full benefit of it so they don't buy from you again. There's also the fact that because you can have different media for how to explain, you've just mentioned watching a video, but some people don't like watching videos. Some people are actually, they, they want to read text. But you can have the alternative formats in there so that people change and they choose which one they want. Maybe they watch the video and they say, well, I need to read the text as well. It can be all in, contained in there. And, and and you think about the accessibility for people. It really opens, opens up because you could have multiple languages or you could have the ability to have it fully accessible for people with visual impairments. 
or hearing impairments or things like that. So you, you've got so many ways you could use this and people can tailor the experience to their own personal situation rather than have it dictated to with here's a brochure or just look at our website or any of the other multiple things that, that we get sent to that make life that just a little bit more difficult for us as customers. And as we know, Amazon have have almost wiped the floor with everything currently by the fact that they make everything so darn easy. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's making life easy for your customers. That's the way to build a good reputation and get recommendations because other people will say, well, it was so easy. I like working with them. They simplify things. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a high-tech manufacturer with who makes very complex pieces of kit, you could still use this to provide complex engineering information. With that, it's interesting to think about some people will need to know the in-depth detail of that complex, but some people only need to know about it superficially. And so you can have the information structured so that there's there's an overview. And then anyone who wants to know more, they dig deeper until they find the depth of information that they need or they want because sometimes we're just interested if we're not on a need to know basis it's a want to know basis like certain things but if all you need is the superficial overview of a number of things well that's there at that level and presented well at that level but if you are technically minded you might immediately jump to the this is the in-depth explanation. So providing information for people in ways that they they want it so they can personalise that experience, it will satisfy those people who want to go into in-depth, into detail, who have a lot of questions, but it will also satisfy those people who just want to, to look at the surface, just get the basic and bare minimum and are quite happy at that level. Now, all of this, you know, I think, you know, you're leaning against an open door with me. I can see huge, huge applications for this across the board. But this is really something that a business is going to need an expert to do. And certainly when you pull it back to brand, it will only be appropriate for some brands. And that may be a fairly large proportion, but it does cry out for that expertise you know, so if somebody's going to go and talk to an agency about this, what do they need to look for? I know we've talked about trust and the, the agency making the effort to really understand your business. But are there sort of technical or experience criteria that people should pay attention to? Well, I think one thing to notice is that this is, to some extent, this is reusing the same kind of technology that is being used for web. However, There are a lot of web development agencies who seem to have put brand on just as an add-on to complete their services. And they don't necessarily understand the whole concept of brand. And for me, as we said earlier, brand identity is right at the foundation of of the communication. And it's not a sideline or something that you add on to your range of services just to tick all the boxes. So although it might be possible to go to a web development agency and they may be able to offer this sort of thing, they don't necessarily, they won't won't necessarily be able 
to, or they won't necessarily have the understanding that is that is needed to make it the, the full brand experience. Again, someone who's only a print agency, although there's a certain amount of structuring of content that goes into producing print collateral and, and brochures, the web is a more more like this kind of experience because it's about UX and UI. It's about getting the right interface and getting the right information there immediately and guiding people through the the path. Hopefully, I think we, we need to be looking for a full service agency who does have experience both in the, the print and the, the full branding, but also in the digital side of things. Really, recommendations are the best way always to find, I think, any supplier and find out if they've done work in, of this type before, look at their portfolio and their testimonials and think about whether you want to work with someone local or not. You don't have to go up to London to find a big agency or London, Birmingham, Manchester, wherever they are. You may find someone local, but now that in in the current situation, you don't have to work locally. We're much more used to working at a distance. Really, it goes back to what I said at the beginning about finding an agency that will listen to you, that you can trust but then also be prepared to listen to the agency because we are talking about agencies with expertise and there's no point paying someone for their expertise and then taking on the role of project manager yourself. If you're going to pay money out to an expert, you know, you need to find one you can trust and you trust their opinion and their abilities sufficiently to allow them to lead you in their area of expertise. This has been a really interesting talk and brand has been debated ad infinitum, I think, since the word was defined. I love your analogy of the person stood next to you on your commute becoming in time uh, recognised and trusted. And that is what your brand needs to be able to do. And, And that is where design really becomes fundamental to representing your your business. Today has been really, really interesting, and uh, you and I will pick this conversation up offline next time um, we meet. Um, But you know, before we we start, is there one thing that you would recommend people think about um, if they're you know before they start going down this route? I'd say that when it comes to brand, it really always helps to be looking at the big picture fitting every piece of design into a strategic marketing plan, considering the big picture and spending time planning allows you to create real synergy between the pieces and waste less energy and less money in the long run. So that's it. Get a big picture view. Make sure you do your plan at the beginning and know where you're trying to go with it. Absolutely. I'm always with you. It's the five Ps, isn't it? Planning prevents uh, something poor performance, as one of my old sales managers once said. Gwyneth, that's been, as I said, been absolutely fascinating. So if people want to know more, where can they get hold of you? Well, 
I'm Gwyneth and the company is Tantamount and we're very easily find, findable online at tantamount.com. And um, personally, I'm just Gwyneth at tantamount.com. That's excellent. So um, please do make contact with Gwyneth. She's very friendly and speaks in plain English terms. Thank you so much for today, Gwyneth. Um, it's been a real joy as ever. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for inviting me to speak about this. And yes, we will definitely speak more about it in person or even just on the screen. Oh, yes. <laughs> Lovely Zoom. Thank you, Gwyneth. Take care. Thank you for listening. The Curious Business Guide is presented by me, Rachel Cheatham, in collaboration with my brilliant guests. And you can find out more on LinkedIn about the podcast. Check out the Curious Business Guide showcase page on LinkedIn if you want to get in touch or find out more about the guests. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more episodes if you found this useful. And please leave me a review or feedback whether you did or didn't. I trust you to be kind. This is a 1386 audio production.